0: That's investher, H-E-R, con.com, promo code 100, best ever to get $100 off your ticket. But
1: one of the biggest, I would say, calculated risks that we had as a team um, with Auxilium acquisitions is we actually are holding a million dollar property right now.
0: then fund that flips the way to go their team has over 200 deals under their belt and uh, you can actually this is crazy you can actually be approved immediately within 30 seconds once you put in your information uh, so go to fund that flip.com forward slash best ever and get some money for your flipping projects hi best ever listeners welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show I'm Joe Farrellis and we're gonna be talking to a up-and-coming fix and flipper who uh, just started fixing and flipping less than a year ago about eight months and he's already done eight or excuse me three fix and flips in eight months and he has also done 15 to 20 wholesale deals in the last four to five months. Um, how you doing, Jared Vidalis?
1: Doing pretty good, Joe. I just want to start off by saying uh, thank you for the opportunity um, to kind of go over my experiences. You know, as a new as a newbie real estate investor, I'm um, pretty excited today.
0: Yeah, well, uh, you, you're just starting out, but you've got. A, a, a fairly, um, you've, you've gotten up and running fairly quickly. And that's what I found really interesting you know, about your background. Um, Jared is 26 years old, and he moved to Arizona from California after quitting his corporate job. He arrived in Arizona uh, last March and uh, started a wholesale group um, shortly thereafter. With that being said, Jared, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on?
1: Sure. Yeah. Just a little bit of background about, you know, how I got started. I graduated from Cal Poly in San Luis Obispo. For those who don't know, it's a a little coastal college town um, in California, north of Santa Barbara. Studied materials engineering with an emphasis in biomedical engineering. Um, Came out to Arizona in 2012, you know, for the big corporate job. Um, You know, I thought I was going to, you know, climb the corporate ladder and, you know, kind of do that thing. But anyways, I've always been had a kind of an entrepreneurial mindset, um, been investing in a bunch of, you know, odd real estate, not real estate investments, but investments in general. Real estate always interests me. It always made sense. Uh, I was part of um, the future of California real estate back in college, was pretty active on their forums and just networking and kind of learning a little bit about the business. Anyways, couldn't invest in California because the price points were was pretty high, as you could imagine. Um, came out to Arizona, you know, was focused on the corporate thing. Um, you know, as my interest in, you know, corp, you know, my job slowly decreased, my interest in real estate started to pick back up. And that's when I started networking, got really active on a forum called Bigger Pockets, was meeting uh, as many people as I can just to expand my knowledge and kind of piggyback off their experiences Anyways, um, you know, quit, quit my job. I was a, uh, a project engineer for a uh, Fortune 50 company called Johnson Controls, quit in January, kind of went and got recruited by an, by another company, um, primarily because, you know, my parents were saying, you know, Jared, you need, you know, a stable job. They're a little bit more conservative. You know, you need the health benefits, you know, that kind of thing. Took another job just, you know, be, just to make them happy. And that's when I bought two fix and flip properties. So I was trying to balance uh, two fix and flips going, trying to balance the onboarding process with this competing company that I got recruited to. And my focus from the corporate job kind of went to the side because I was managing all these projects and I got fired. So when I got fired, I decided just, you know, I'm going to give real estate uh, a 100% go. It's going to be sink or swim. Kind of wanted to prove to the naysayers and, you know, my my parents that it's entirely possible. So I was, uh, I took on two projects in March, flipped those two projects, bought another fix and flip. And uh, I partnered up with a general contractor because obviously I wasn't fully knowledgeable on the construction process. So while those projects were rolling, I decided, you know, I could uh, focus my efforts elsewhere. And that's where, you know, I found wholesaling out in the market, especially in Arizona. It's extremely, extremely competitive. Um, You're not going to find flips on the MLS. Um, You have to go out and find them yourself or from other wholesalers. And what I was finding from other wholesalers was I was buying these properties, even though they were a pretty good deal. I was looking back at the tax records and they're making 15, $20,000 from me by just assigning the contract. And just seeing that really appealed to me because, okay, you have a wholesaler who obviously they're out in the grind every single day. They lock up a contract with zero risk, virtually zero skin in the game, and they make $20,000. And then me as a fix and flipper, I you know, I'm leveraging eighty percent on the property. I'm putting anywhere from thirty to thirty five thousand dollars to make a thirty to forty thousand dollars spread over a period of you know four or five months. So just looking at that and looking at the you know the principle, just the velocity of money in general, you know the wholesalers were making an annual a far higher annualized return on their money than a fix and flipper. so, You know, I am a fix and flipper, but I'm also focusing my efforts into into the wholesale business. And I formed a company called Auxilium Acquisitions uh, about around June of this year, where our primary focus was to go out and find contracts and then assign them to other investors. So um, the wholesale was essentially um, a product of wanting to find or, I guess, find better fix and flip deals with higher margins.
0: yeah, i'm I'm glad that you broke that down for us as far as wholesaling versus fix and flips, your thought process, how you discovered it, and the risk and rewards for both. And as you said, the velocity of money. When you're looking at the wholesale deal and you have one, have you ever considered uh, wholetailing, so selling it directly to the retail buyer, you know, the, the the family or the you know, the single parent with with the kids, etc.
1: Um it's interesting you brought that up because I was at Sean Terry's annual conference a couple months ago and I was listening to uh Alex Youngblood and his whole principle on wholesaling where you essentially, I guess for your listeners who don't know what wholesaling is, you know, you lock up a property and instead of assigning it to an investor for, say, like a $20,000 spread, you take down the property yourself and then throw it on the MLS to make maybe $50,000 to $60,000 spread. Joe, we haven't um, wholetailed a property yet. We're actually, um, we're actually considering wholetailing a property we just locked up about four or five days ago where an agent has a buyer, but it's going to be a conventional buyer who's ready to put 20% down and uh, buy the property from us. So in order to, I guess, make money off that contract, we're gonna have to take it down ourselves, you know, leverage 80% and then, you know, already have a buyer in place, a retail buyer.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I, I've interviewed some people and it works in markets that are uh, really hot. That's basically what it boils down to. If you can find an off-market property, or a, or a property, it could be on market, but it's likely won't have as much equity. If you find a property that has a lot of equity in it and it's a hot market, then uh, wholesaling s- seems to be a, a very lucrative business model for those who are currently wholesaling.
1: Exactly. If you have the capital to have the to outlay the cash and take down the property, not a lot of wholesalers you know, in in the market, have a cash to dig, take down a property. But if you do, especially, you know, like you mentioned, in a competitive market, especially Phoenix, Arizona, where there's not a lot of spread, where you would maybe make two or three grand on a property by giving it to an investor, by all means, take it down and put it on the market because there are there is equity in the property, maybe not to an investor, but maybe to a retail buyer.
0: When you think about your experiences this past year, as a fix and flipper and a wholesaler uh, and, you know, just really as an entrepreneur, what is something that you found surprising along the way?
1: That's a good question. Um, Something, you know, that I found very surprising was, you know, I was very comfortable in the day-to-day activities being a project engineer Comfortable with, you know, obviously the pay grade I was making. There wasn't a lot of uh, fluctuation in, you know, okay, is this is this gonna, am I gonna get fired today? Obviously, there was (laughs) that, but
0: that's that's ironic. being
1: Being an entrepreneur, you know, you're kind of responsible for your own outcomes. So what was surprising to me, especially being in real estate, is that, you know, you could pretty much blow, you know what you're making in corporate America out of the water. If you just put the time and effort, if you're networking with the right individuals and making the right calculated risks, I mean, that was my, my main, uh, my main thing. And also that, you know, there's so many different avenues you could take in this sector that, you know, maybe it's not fix and flip, maybe it's not wholesale, but maybe it's, you know, I could divert my efforts into starting, you know, syndications or starting a, a hedge fund or anything along those lines. So it's just, there's so many, so much opportunity out in the marketplace that it it is surprising and it's a lot of fun.
0: When, when you, you mentioned calculated risks and when you think about uh, a decision you're going to make and you look at it through the lens of, you know, calculating the risks, what do you, what questions do you ask yourself?
1: On the fix and flip side, primarily days on market. If I'm going to put you know, if I'm all into a property for $100,000, $150,000, am I going to be able to sell that property? And then also in the sense of, is the rehab that I put into the property going to be supported by the marketplace? Meaning, am I going to be able to hit that ARV I'm hitting with how much money I'm putting into the property as far as a return on investment? On the wholesale side, the great thing about wholesaling is that there really is not too much risk because for us anyways, we're putting anywhere from zero to ten dollars earnest money deposit on these properties. And if the numbers don't work out or if we can't find a buyer, we could cancel anytime and you know get our zero dollars or ten dollars back. There's virtually no risk. But one of the biggest, I would say, calculated risks that we had as a team um, with auxilium acquisitions is we actually are holding a million dollar property right now. Found on HubZoo. We uh, we took down a property. We were going to double close it with an investor. We first of all, we bought the property for 950. We had a buyer for 1.175. So as you can imagine, you know, there's a quarter million dollar spread in there. But because we were buying the property from HubZoo, which was owned by a bank, we had to buy the property first. So if we're you know putting 200,000 dollars down on the property, leveraged you know 80 percent if we if something happens with the buyer, where they cancel or or the the contract um, gets canceled, then we're holding on to a million dollar property, and we're paying seventy one hundred dollars per month. But I guess fast forward, you know that that that's exactly what happened. That buyer did cancel, and we did hold hold on to the property for about two and a half months. And we're actually closing with a new buyer out of Canada this Friday. And so we are making, I guess, that quarter million dollar spread went down to about 230 240 after the hard money payments on that property.
0: You mentioned you found out on HUBZoo. Um, was, w- was it also advertised on other places or was it exclusively there? I
1: think it was on the MLS. But if you wanted to buy the property, you had to go through HUBZoo. And it was actually my partner, Danielle Crowell, she was actually going to take down the property herself and then fix and flip it mind you this is you know a 950k acquisition with about anywhere from five five hundred to six hundred thousand dollar rehab so um, we she took it down in her entity uh didn't really you know she already has a bunch of projects she she didn't want to pull together the funding for this specific one so then auxilium took over and was responsible for finding a buyer for that property so, um, yeah, exactly. It was, a, it was a HUBZoo property. And if you wanted to get it, you had to go on the HUBZoo.com.
0: And best ever listeners, I interviewed the vice president at HUBZoo, uh, Eric Eckhart, and it's episode 223. It's titled Insider Tips on the Online Real Estate Market, if you want to check that out. All right, Jared, what's your best real estate investing advice ever? Best real estate
1: advice ever especially being a a newbie and for those listening who want to get started in real estate my best advice is obviously don't quit your job until you have enough deals in the pipeline that's kind of what i did but my biggest advice is go out there network with as many people as possible because you know as they say your network is your net worth And that's entirely true because you're going to find people who, you know, you want to leverage their expertise, leverage their experiences. So you're not making the same mistakes they have. And you want to build your team. If you ever have any questions, say you have a deal or if you want to take on a project, you know, leverage their expertise to give you the right advice. So uh, meet as many people as possible. Go to many networking events as possible and just talk to people in your market and just get to know them. Uh, go buy them coffee, make friends, because you know people you're networking with and, and those friends in the real estate co- business that you, that you make, it's going to be worth it's, its weight in gold in the long run.
0: You ready for the best ever lightning round? I am. All right. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. If you need money for your flipping project, then go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. You'll know within 30 seconds if you're approved or not to get money for your residential flip. Go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. All right, Jared, best ever book you've read? Best
1: ever book I read was Donald Trump's The Billionaire Lessons for the Small Investors. It just goes back to uh, his explanation of perceived value and how it's not necessarily putting money into the property but it's the value that you perceive in the marketplace that provides that perceived value and uh, as far as your exit strategies in the market.
0: I'm going to have to buy that book because you're the second best ever guest who's mentioned that over the course of the last seven days. So I think that's that's now officially being purchased on Amazon after we get all, after we get done talking. Best ever personal growth experience and what' you learn from it?
1: Best ever personal growth experience was that would be to vet the people you do business with, especially contractors. I've had a lot of bad experiences with contractors. You know, just just kind of get referrals, make sure they are who they are, because if you're doing a fix and flip or if you're partnering in a, in a company, then, you know, you want to make sure they are they are who they are, because it could, you know, bite you in the long run.
0: How do, how do you vet them and, and tell us the story of what happened to you?
1: Um, I just had a contractor that, you know, I guess kind of portrayed their, ex, their experience in their trade and which wasn't exactly true. Great salesman um, showed me projects that weren't his own that I had no <laughs> idea because I was a newbie out in the market. Um, so just talk, um, you know, talk with other subcontractors if you know, if we're dealing with GCs, you know, get their story, make sure they're right, make sure they show you their projects, their work, so you can make an educated decision.
0: Best ever deal you've done?
1: Best ever deal I've done, like I mentioned, was this property in Arcadia Bought it for nine thirty. Um, we're selling it for one point one seven five to a builder out of Canada. Um, we're closing on Friday. That's going to net us roughly a quarter million dollars.
0: You said you're selling it to a builder. Are they tearing it down? Not
1: sure. It's a it's a Canadian builder, and he has you know he has his girlfriend out here in Phoenix. So I'm pretty sure they're going to put the six hundred seven hundred thousand dollars into the property, and that's going to be, I guess, a Christmas gift to her. Hmm.
0: Okay, there you go. Best ever way you like to give back?
1: Just my biggest thing is, you know, what goes around comes around. So if anybody ever comes to me looking for advice, looking for help, I will go out of my way to make sure I could provide as much value as possible. Because if you're providing value to people, then it's going to come right back. Whether it's, you know, maybe they find a deal, they need help selling it, or maybe it's just a partnership in general and something you never thought of. I love helping people Um, you know I try to meet at least one or two people brand new people uh, a week and just uh, you know um, see what they're doing help them wherever I can possible and I just I just love helping people
0: what's the biggest mistake you've made so far in real estate
1: my biggest mistake was probably that contractor issue I just mentioned I'm brand new. So, I mean, I have mistakes. I make mistakes every single day. So probably just hiring the wrong general contractors and then also um, blowing through contracts, especially large contracts, um, without double checking um, the terms and conditions because, you know, we lost out on, the, for this Lafayette deal when that our first buyer canceled, uh, we lost out on about uh, $30,000 of, of non-refundable earnest money deposits. So check your contracts. If, when necessary, have your um, real estate attorney put an extra look of eyes on it and make sure everything's locked and tight.
0: How'd you lose out on the thirty k non refundable earnest money?
1: We had a. Uh, it was first agreed upon verbally that we were going to have a fifty thousand dollars non refundable earnest money deposit. And then when the contract came back, um, I didn't see that they made a line on the contract and replaced that fifty with twenty thousand dollars. In addition, there wasn't a non-refundable verbiage in the contract. And I went ahead and signed the contract, send it back. They executed it through title. And then when time came around where the, the buyers were getting a little shaky, we went to take a look. We went and looked back at the original contract and saw that we executed a contract that said 20K non-refundable and not 50K non-refundable.
0: Where is the best ever place for the best ever listeners to reach you?
1: The best place you can reach me would be my email, which is Jared, spelled J-A-R-E-D, at Oxflip, spell A-U as in unicorn, X as in xylophone, and flip.com. Feel free to reach me anytime. Um, I'm glad to answer any questions. You know, if you want to grab coffee, I would love, I'd love to do that. So please feel free to reach out if you just want to get together. Um, I'm here for
0: you guys. All right. And Jared's based in Scottsdale, Arizona, just as a reminder. And this has been a wonderful conversation. Appreciate you taking the time to share with us your experiences in the first year of your entrepreneurial career in real estate and, and what you've learned, things that have surprised you, and the differences in, of wholesaling fixing and flipping and uh, perhaps even wholetailing as you get into it. And I, I love how you got into your mentality of, hey, we're fixing and flipping deals and uh, I'm buying them from wholesalers. And then I'm looking at the risk reward of what I'm putting out there in terms of cash and, and time and what they're putting out there in terms of cash and time. And it's, uh, it's disproportionate for uh, you know, for fix and flip versus the uh, the wholesaling route, and so taking a look at how to evolve your business or add on to your company and go into wholesaling and just have that extra marketing funnel as well as a way to generate cash, uh, and then talking about the wholesaling a little bit, where you said you've got to have the capital to take down the property and the uh, spread that you could make is even greater than wholesaling because you're selling directly to the retail buyer. And then, you know, also the contractor uh, watch outs where you've got, you're being shown properties that look great, but they weren't theirs. Uh, so best ever listeners definitely need to check your contractor's references and then go to uh, at least at least two or three of their properties and confirm that they are their properties. Uh, and then uh, one question that came up, or one question that Chris Clothier, who is a uh, previous best ever guest, mentioned that he always asks his potential business partners is, what, who can you introduce me to that uh, did not a tra- business transaction with you didn't go well? and uh, then be introduced to that person and see what they have to say about that individual and uh, because the longer that we're in the business the more likely that we're going to have uh, ventures that don't turn out according to plan um, but ultimately it's about how do we handle that situation, and, and verifying that the team members that we're, we're bringing in 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 our uh, on our team in our projects are going to handle it responsibly and, and ethically. So, uh, oh, and lastly, that um, the contract the contracts uh, comment where you had a contract that was going back and forth between legal teams. And then all of a sudden the last version got a $30,000 reduction in non-refundable earnest money that you didn't see and signed it and then lost that on 30K. So thanks so much for sharing your advice with uh, myself and the best ever listeners. Hope you have the best ever day and we'll talk to you soon.
1: Thank you, Joe. I appreciate it.
0: If you need money for your flipping project, then go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. You'll know within 30 seconds if you're approved or not to get money for your residential flip. Go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever.